you familiar with the concept of your future self? Not just the idea that you exist in the future, but the idea that conceptualizing who that person is and relying on their wisdom or perhaps speaking to them and utilizing them can have a profound effect and motivation on your present? It's a pretty powerful concept with some strong research behind it. And today, as part of my love of all things gratitude and the holiday celebrated in the United States every November that I cherish because thanks and giving are both in the title, we are going to line up these two concepts and see what it brings us. Welcome to The Grit Show, growth on purpose. I'm glad you found us. This is a community of folks who have gotten this far by exercising our grit and maybe being a little wary from that path. We are here as seekers to learn together a little more about how we can move through life with a bit more ease and a bit more joy. I'm Shauna Rodriguez, and I'm honored to be leading you on today's journey. If you're new to the show, welcome, and be sure to follow or subscribe wherever you listen so you can continue to get reminders each Tuesday as new episodes release. And if you've been here a while, thank you for your loyalty. I hope you've taken a moment to get your free coloring pages. The link is towards the bottom of the show notes, or you can just go straight to coloringpages.thegritshow.com. Signing up for them also gets you on our mailing list, and you'll get an email each week, keeping you up to date on the episode topic so you know what to expect. If you get those already, I'd love for you to respond and let us know what you enjoy most about the show or ideas you have for topics you would like for us to talk about in the future. You are why I'm here doing this, and I really treasure hearing from you. Thank you for being part of this community. Today is another solo episode, and I'm excited to get some time one-on-one chatting with just you. If you stick around to the very end, you'll also get to hear trailers for a few of the podcasts that have joined the Authentic Connections Network. The Heart Chamber Podcast, which is a podcast on hope, inspiration, and healing. Larger conversations on open heart surgery, talking to individuals who've had it and also experts around how to be supportive around it. There's also Real Estate Energized they say it much better than I do, (laughs) which takes a deeper look into property sales and understanding that it's really a transformational process with this transition that folks are going through and that you really are entrusting the professionals you work with with so much more than just the sale of your home. We also have the Marley Williams podcast, Let's Lead Together. And in this podcast each week, Marley is diving deep and she goes deep into the world of transformation from self-discovery and the art of crafting epic experiences. It can feel lonely when you are the person leading these experiences and Let's Lead Together is this opportunity to really have Marley at the helm, giving you guidance and ideas about how to make these experiences even more powerful and how to have people there with you on that journey. That's a great podcast. You'll really enjoy it. So at the end, you can hear the trailers for each of those podcasts to get to know them a little bit more from directly from the individuals who are hosting them. And there'll be a link in the show notes so that you can go to our network's website to be able to learn more about those, follow them, check them out, recommend them. If you're not somebody who is doing leadership opportunities and don't see yourself that way, but you know somebody who might like that and you can refer them away. Same with the real estate or the heart chamber. We 
at Authentic Connections, we get that we have very specific audiences that are excited about our podcast and we just are excited to have you be part of the conduit to help us find the folks who are most excited to hear what these incredible women have to say in their podcast and who they should best connect to. So now for us to get to the gratitude and as we get started, I always want to start with what I am grateful for because there is just so much. Do you feel that way? Do you feel like there's just so much to be grateful for? I know as I'm listing these amazing podcasts and these incredible individuals that I get to work with on their podcasts, it definitely is something that I get excited about and one of the many things I'm very grateful that I get to do this work and work with them. So I'm very excited for our conversation and how gratitude and our future selves can work together for our betterment and how those things connect. But as soon as we talk about gratitude, I don't want to get into the future self part of the conversation. I just want to focus on gratitude. (laughs) And I also wanted to make sure that we took a moment to just pause and acknowledge something. And our last episode that we had on grief with Lori, Lori Mitchell, isn't she amazing? Her story is so powerful. Her ability to speak so honestly and clearly about what she experienced and continues to experience and the effect of that and how to kind of work through that and walk through that, I think is so powerful. And I just love that... This is a community and we're a place where we can have a wonderful, lighthearted, laughter-filled, great conversation with Mara about how to entertain and get ready for the holidays. And we can also have a serious conversation with Lori that also had moments of laughter because we just have this great rapport with the folks who come to share with us and connect with us but we can have that depth of conversation and that the folks that are listening to this, that you are someone who has that balance, right? That desire to entertain and connect and also that desire to sit with folks who have dealt with grief or sit with our own grief and have tools to navigate that as well because we're all very human and we have that full range of things to deal with and to grapple with and to move through. And so as we have this conversation on gratitude, I just want to take a moment to acknowledge the authenticity that kind of goes hand in hand with us. And one of the reasons I love gratitude so much, and I feel like when it really entered my life and I connected to it and glommed onto it as being this really great tool for me, was because it wasn't just spray painting over the pain or pretending that bad things don't happen. As much as I loved Pollyanna as a kid, yes, y'all, I just dated myself. As much as I loved Pollyanna as a kid, there was this piece of it that sometimes felt like it was, there was the bright side, the toxic positivity of trying to make everything be okay and look okay and be good. And gratitude is just this deeper layer. It's like not looking away at something bright and pretty. It's looking deeper to find the deeper layers of things. And that's what I love about gratitude, that I can be a mess. I can have bad days. I can have hard things because we all have hard things and I can still have gratitude. And I hope that you all see that. And I strive very hard to have that balance on the podcast of being very authentic with all of you and very real and honest with all of you. But part of that gratitude and navigating through life is having the real emotions, but having the gratitude be what you come back to and be kind of that true north that kind of orients you 
to keep you going in the right direction. So for me personally, in the last in the last few weeks, I've had two people that have passed away in my in my life. One was a friend from college who I, I haven't seen in some time, and my heart aches most for the love of his life and their child and the loss that that family is experiencing because they're a young family and that's just tragic and that's hard. So that's definitely what my heart aches most for is them. And then I also lost a family member. And with both of those, there is grief. And grief is one of those things that it like attaches to other loss. So when you have loss and you have grief, like there's layers to that. And it's not the level of grief I experienced when I lost my mom or the level of grief that I know some of you are experiencing right now. But it is grief at the same time. And you can have that grief and you can also find the gratitude. And gratitude I found was the deep gratitude that my metastatic brain cancer turned out to be freckles. And I'm still here to speak with you today that I get to help Epic Women launch podcasts and help to tip the scale so that there's a higher percentage of women's voices in podcasting. And I feel like there's fewer voices being silenced in a sense, and that more women are able to share their message and their mission and to connect with more people and make the world a better place because those messages and that information is getting out there and connecting with people who need to hear those things. And so those difficult things. And those are two examples of what's happened in the last few weeks for me. We all have our things, right? And as you know, other things have been rough too. I've had a house for sale since June. I've been in that transition of us moving, but not fully being moved because the house isn't (laughs) sold and closed and figured out for, for six months now. Half of my year has been spent in that transition. And that's There's an emotional and financial strain that goes with all of that. And I don't need to go into depth. You guys can can imagine. And it's been the first year of, of launching a business. I have a wedding that I'm planning. And then there's the typical family stuff that everyone has. And so as much as I have all those things, I also know that when I have those bad days, because I get to have my bad days and I get to have my moments where I'm overwhelmed with those things and stressed about things, but then I'm able to come back to that gratitude and I get to be grateful that I have a wedding to worry about, that I get to marry the love of my life. And I'm grateful that I have friends who understand that I'm not entirely joking when I say that we may end up eating hot dogs at the wedding and (laughs) they'll still fly to Oregon to come to my wedding because they're to celebrate me and my partner and our relationship and they're not coming for the food. So I'm very grateful to have those friends and I'm very grateful to have a relationship worth celebrating that can go through these up and downs and be this amazing rock and support through all of this. And I'm grateful and that I have a house to be worried about selling. I worked so hard for so many years to have the privilege of owning a home. And so the burden of having a home that's not selling is the opposite side of the coin of being so blessed that I was able to finally buy a home, right? And so there's that balance of like, you get to feel those emotions and then get to the other side of the gratitude. But I just want you all to know that I get it. It's so hard to be grateful sometimes. And we all have our moments. And I guarantee my fiance could tell you a list of mine. (laughs) 
And it's important. It's important to experience the full range of our emotions and not try to spray paint over it and mask it. And that's why I come back to gratitude because I feel like the gratitude is that real emotion that I can find. For me, that's that's the real emotion I can find. And so when you're able to complete the cycle of the difficult emotions, the hard emotions, the anger, the frustration, the grief, the sadness, the frustration, whatever those things are that after you work through that cycle, and again, you can always go back to our episodes with Matt on burnout was a conversation, but especially episode 57, we talked about completing that stress cycle. And part of that stress cycle is, is fully experiencing those emotions and getting to the other side of that emotion. And when you get to the other side, like that's when you can find the gratitude. And so find the other side of that and give yourself the credit when instead of taking a week to complete that stress cycle, spending a week like stuck in this place where you're just grinding your wills over your frustration that something isn't going the way you want it to, something isn't working out the way you need it to, things aren't coming together and you're just so exhausted by it all and just staying in that same place that you feel those emotions, you go to the depth, you feel the frustration, you feel that exhaustion, you rest, you take care of yourself, you nurture yourself and then you're able to get up a little sooner and you're able to find the gratitude on the other side of that, but not until you've gone to the depths and actually let yourself be exhausted, let yourself be sad and and hurt and overwhelmed and all those emotions and then cared for yourself and nurtured yourself to the other side. And then you can find the gratitude. And when you can do that, instead of it taking a week to do that, you can be able to do that in two days, in a half day. That's when you know you're making progress. So Be gentle on yourself. And as we talk about these things of gratitude, just know that gratitude is part of the array and is not a way to cover up and get rid of other emotions and other things that we don't want to feel, that we need to feel those emotions and let them run their course and then let go of them and the gratitude and the joy and those pieces are what we want to stay and to to sit in and experience more fully because all those things exist. We all have those other emotions too. So just know that the goal is, we're not trying to not feel. The goal is to fully feel and be able to surface a little sooner each time after going to those depths and to be able to use gratitude as a tool to kind of give us what the true north is and to anchor us and make it easier to get out of that. So that's why As you see others joyously celebrating, as you see me finding things to be grateful about, it doesn't mean that there aren't also depths of emotions that we're experiencing or that I'm experiencing and things we've had to work through to get to that place of gratitude and that it's fully human to have to do that. And when you're in that place and having that hard time, that you aren't alone in that. And so know that you're not alone and that we're right there with you getting to the other side of that. So just wanted to mention all of that. And if you're most excited about the conversation around gratitude, and as we go into this conversation, connecting it to your future self, you're like, I want to get more into the gratitude and get a little bit more about the hands-on pieces of like exactly like what practices I should be doing to have more gratitude because that really appeals to me. Just know that we do have two other episodes because... I love gratitude. So episode 22, which is like almost exactly a year ago, we talked about gratitude in more depth. And then episode 10, 
which is even earlier in the show. It was on the power of being thankful that Thursday thoughts, we had the short episodes that talked about the power of being thankful. So you have two other episodes you can go to and dive into if you want to get more supports and more information around gratitude and more concrete ways to kind of apply it and use it in your life. And for episode 22, there was more information. It was a longer episode. So we covered more things than just gratitude. So go about 12 minutes in before you actually get to the meat of the conversation around gratitude. But those resources are both there for you as well. So you can get more into what you want to implement and be able to to add into your to your life and your world. So today we're going to focus on this concept of your future self and how gratitude can kind of marry up with your future self as you're doing planning and thinking. So I know it's November, but the end of the year is just trucking. Like I mentioned in my in my wonderful conversation with Mara, that here in the States when we have our, our Thanksgiving holiday and then our folks celebrate Hanukkah or Christmas holiday and then New Year's and like, boom, before we know it, it's January. So like the end of the year, we just slide in nonstop and crash into our new year. So it can feel like the time to plan and reflect can kind of get jumbled in there. So this thinking of gratitude as a tool with your future self, I think is a great tool for just reflection and planning in general. So the concept around your future self is that as you're trying to make changes, as you're trying to plan for your future, for you to be able to think in terms of what your future self would want. And in terms of your future self being able to give you advice on how your future self got to where they are and how things work, to acknowledge them as the more knowledgeable individual who has figured things out. So if I want to be an entrepreneur that we'll put it in different contexts to make things easier. So if I wanted to have a startup business and I wanted to have three stores and I wanted to be running them remotely from somewhere else and I wanted to be doing this in five years, like how did I accomplish all of that? And to put myself in the mindset of the person who already had done it all, like how did I do that? And to kind of take it from that place looking back to make those decisions on how to do that, right? So that's kind of your tool of your future self of giving yourself that you have the knowledge and the wisdom. Sometimes you have to tap into beyond where you are to find the answers for you to apply to where you're at now. So it's one of the really great tools about your future self and a good way for you as you're planning to think about what you need to get to where you want to be. So if you're thinking about what you want at the end of next year, where you want to be next December, that future self, like where do you want to be and how do they get there when you're doing that? So part of our conversation today is how we can use gratitude as part of that tool and part of that formula. Because in past conversations, I've definitely shared that for me, gratitude was a powerful diagnostic tool. The gratitude seemed to be the one magic wand that helped me realize what I actually wanted in my life, what I was actually grateful for. That for some reason for me, phrasing things as what I was grateful for was the right way of phrasing things. And so when it came to me being grateful that I left work early and met my friends for dinner instead of staying until 7.30 
to work late on a project that I actually left work and went and did something that was good for my well-being, for my soul, for my happiness. And I was thankful that I did that to start realizing what was actually important to me because all these other measures, at least in my life that I've been given, were painted by other people's and other opinions and other ways of looking at things. So it was hard to judge because I couldn't tell if I was getting joy for my success at work or joy for my time with friends or what was happiness, what made me happy. Like all those things were so muddled for me that it was hard for me to tether like what I should be focusing on. But at the end of the day, When I went to bed and reflected on what I was actually thankful for, I was thankful that I didn't stay at work and get more work done because all that work was still going to be there tomorrow, even if I would have stayed late. So for me, it was very beneficial for me to help me recognize where my priorities needed to be and what was actually important to me by looking at what I was thankful for. So part of that and deciding like, for yourself to look at your future self and what is your future self going to be grateful for. So when you're deciding like, what am I going to do about this trip in January? And I have a lot of stuff going on at work in January. It's not a good time to take a trip. I also really want to go on this trip because I don't get to see these people very often. And for you to actually put yourself in the place of like, so what am I going to be? What is my future self going to be most grateful for? In February, am I going to be most grateful that, that I stayed on top of these assignments with work and then I got this stuff shepherded through and taken care of and then I had this project taken care of? Or are you more grateful that I had these memories from this trip in January? And it might be that if you think about yourself in February, in February, you're going to be at work super stressed out because you took that time off in January. So your future self in February is going to be most grateful if you didn't take the trip and you talk to those same friends about going on a trip with them in July instead of going on a trip in January because that's just too stressful of a month at work for you. And so it's better for you to take it at a different time. And if they can't go, then who else do you like to travel with? And what is a good month for you to go on a trip with your friends at a different time. So looking from your future self perspective to see what you'd be grateful for might be a tool in helping you to make decisions and making you know what you want to prioritize. So for me, as you may know, if you listen to this podcast regularly, my word of the year for 2023 was savor. And as part of my word of the year, I actually ended up postponing our wedding. We were supposed to get married last May and things just kept hitting walls and being super stressful. And I like said out loud once, how exactly did I say it? I think I said that, you know, what do you want me to do? Like postpone the wedding? Like there's nothing else I can do to make things work. There's nothing left for me to get, like nothing else can give. And then I was like, huh, can the wedding be postponed? Is it too late to postpone it? And it was not simple. It was very messy to postpone the wedding for multiple reasons, I'm sure you can imagine. But I did postpone the wedding and it was my future self was so grateful (laughs) that I did that. That was in the middle of the time we were moving and getting ready to sell a house instead and doing other things. So we were quite busy during that time of year anyways. 
without having a wedding then. And financially, the wedding just wasn't going to work for that for that that time of the year as well. Like there was the multiple reasons why that was just not it was just best to do that. And so my future self was very grateful. This is my future self. I'm very grateful I postponed the wedding. But at this point in time, like, you know, financial stuff is still challenging. There's still challenges. So am I going to postpone? Absolutely not. Like at this point in time, I don't care if we eat hot dogs at the wedding. I'm ready to marry the love of my life and I'm ready to have this party and I'm ready to have everyone here and I'm ready to do it. I feel better about the date. I feel better about everything. And so the wedding is happening. And so my future self is the most grateful if I go forward with it. So you can definitely hear me talk more about that decision in episode 33 when I talk about the hard decisions and applying my word of the year to help me make that decision. But my future self would be most grateful now if I want a year from now for me to be so happy that we went through the ceremony and had the wedding, however that looks. And there's so many things that on the surface, it might be, well, you're still trying to sell a house, you know, things are still up in the air, you haven't gotten your business where you wanted to because of these other transitions, like, is this the right time for a wedding? And interestingly, it is for a lot of other reasons. And we moved the wedding to a different month, and that month is just a better month to get married, it seems. Better for travel, better for people being there. I've already like started some of the preparations. I feel better prepared for it to be that month. <laughs> like We have a different house as much as we still haven't sold our house in Portland. The house that we're in now where we live is big enough that if people send me gifts, I will not want to kill them because I have nowhere to put the gifts. (laughs) I will not hold that against them. I will be fine and happy and blessed and be able to have joy around that. So those were all the things that like all these things that I was just stressed by every little thing a year ago. I I decided later than a year ago, but when the wedding was like coming at a gallop pace, it was a whole different feeling than where I'm at now. So my future self, when I decided to postpone the wedding, like was definitely needing me to do that. And my future self now is very grateful for me to just do whatever. I'll be more grateful that I had the wedding. We ate hot dogs and I postponed it a year so we could eat filet mignon, right? So, because <laughs> I don't care what we eat. And my friends are the people that are there for us and not for the food. So I'm grateful to have friends like that. So it's a matter of figuring out what you're going to be most grateful for and what works. So that's our concept of looking at our future self as a tool when we're having decisions to be made and using gratitude along with our future self to help us make those decisions. So as you're looking at 2024 and what you want in 2024, if you're going back to our conversations that we've had around, you know, kicking your bucket list and being able to seizing the day and being able to do the things you want to do, right? And you're like, you know what? I want to be able to go on this great trip that we wanted to do. And so you know, you could always go back and listen to our our bonus episode on kicking your bucket list to learn more about that. So as you're looking at what you want to do next year and you decide that you want to take a specific trip, as you're doing that, deciding what level, what trip you're taking, what you're doing, looking even further at your future self a year after that, what they're going to be most grateful for, right? Are they going to be grateful that you 
fit it in because the kids are getting to the age that this is going to be the last time you can really all travel together and enjoy this together and make the most of it? Is it a case where actually on reflection, maybe we shouldn't do this big of a trip because of the stage the kids are at? I think my future self will be most grateful that we do something nice and calm and just spending time quietly together than this big epic trip because of where we're at. So if you're having a hard time deciding or if you feel like you're pushing up against it and someone else is pushing for something else, it might be beneficial to look beyond that decide. Because we went to Yellowstone in August and it was a bit challenging for that trip because it was at this place in time where we were literally moving into our place where we're moving to that week-ish. So it was in the middle of our move. I was going to come back and have to go finish packing the house. And we'd already promised these kids we were going to take them. We were meeting friends from a different state. My fiance was having to take unpaid time. We had nowhere for the cats. Sure, I talked about it on the show. So (laughs) you probably heard a little bit about my trying to grapple with all these decisions. But it was a really a matter of me looking ahead to like six years a year from now. Would I be most grateful that I cancel the trip and minimize my stress levels and focus on X, Y, and Z? Or would I be grateful that I made it happen? And we made it happen. And it was such an incredible trip. It rained the whole time, but (laughs) we had such a great time. And I'm so grateful we went. It was challenging. I didn't have any service on my cell phone even. So work kind of had to go to the wayside, all those things. But we had such a great trip. And it was one of those things beforehand that I wasn't sure, but for reasons that in the future, I would look back and be glad I did. We went ahead and did it. And I'm super glad we did. So when you're having hard decisions and trying to figure things out, so not only looking at your future self and what your future self might advise you or recommend for you. But in addition to that, to also look at your future self and look at what they would be most grateful for. And that that can really help you make the right decision and kind of navigate those places and figure out what decision you should make. So that is my encouragement for all of you is to marry together the future self and looking that far ahead and looking back and also to to do that. And if you're in a really stuck place, People use letters to their future selves as a tool. And so maybe put yourself in the place of your future self writing a letter about what happened on that trip or what happened about that decision if you're trying to decide about moving, if you're trying to decide about changing jobs or trying to decide about a decision for one of your kids and what their needs are. That if you put yourself in the mindset of your future self five years from now, two years from now, a year from now, and what your thoughts are on that decision that was made, it might help you to be able to see that decision, especially if you look at what you'd be most grateful for based on that decision. So it's a tool to use. So I encourage you to file that away as a tool for you and to look at that in that way. So self-maintenance, we still do that even when you have just me. So I'm actually in Pacifica, California as I record this. So shout out to my audio engineer, Mark, who encouraged me to bring my mic In fact, this is a very affordable mic that it's great to use this in less ideal recording environments because the fact that it doesn't pick up the outside noise. So right now, 
even though I'm secretly hoping you can all hear the ocean because I can hear the ocean in the background because I'm literally across the street from the ocean, you probably can't hear that because that's the beauty of having this specific microphone is that it does not pick up as much of the background noise. So it's a great mic to have. And I'll actually put a link into the show notes for folks because people are really big on getting the Yeti mics. I love my Yeti mic, but it's really meant for environments that are built for for good sound. So when you're recording less than ideal environments, like when you're out of town and traveling, you need to have mics that are more forgiving for the situations like this one is. But I digress. Self-maintenance. So the reason that I bring up where I'm at is because I am down here to do some consulting. That's what I have traveled for. And I made sure to carve out two different things to really make this trip work for me. So one of them is that I've been walking next to the ocean every day that I'm here. And the weather has been surprisingly delightful for this. And the ocean is a salve for my soul. It seriously is. It is in my blood, I think, both my... Long ago, ancestors are from the Azor Islands and the Norwegian, our Norwegian and out on boats. So I think that it's deep ingrained in my soul that the ocean is very good for me. And I love the ocean, makes me very happy. So I actually have my alarm clock is one of those that turns the light slowly gets brighter, like the sun coming up. And then it has the sound of the ocean is what I wake up to. And it's the absolute best. So it's definitely... The ocean is very good for me and very healing for me. And the sound of the ocean is just excellent. In fact, we might do an entire episode just talking about the analogy of the ocean and life because the ocean is just a beautiful thing. So that's my first thing has been walking by the ocean. Being close to the ocean has been very good for me and it's all for my soul and great for my nervous system. And in general, it's a good thing for me. The other thing that I've done while I'm here is I actually carved out some time for planning for 2024. So as I've mentioned, I've been in this state of transition for the past six months while I've been selling our house and moving and figuring things out. And so it was something that, you know, I thought would take a month or two and it's taken a lot longer. And so things have been up in the air and I could have done better about really carving out and focusing more, not being in this perpetual state of transition. But, you know, it's been hard on my nervous system and it has me feeling a little bit more in a reactive state than in a planful and reflective state. So it was really good for me to take some time away and while I've been here to be more intentional and reflective and planful for my business and to get ready for 2024. So that's been something else I've done and that really is a self-maintenance thing. So even though it's for my business, my business is a big part of my life and and how I do things. And so to be able to do something that's more planful and reflective and intentional for that has been good for me. And I think that in general in life, we all have our things that we need. And I think the planning is something that a lot of us need. Even reflective planning for our day-to-day lives is something that we don't often get times to do that. So I think that that has been my self-maintenance has been to have some reflective time and also be gentle with myself because of course I wanted to do more than I got done. It was very ambitious with everything I wanted to do, but that's definitely something that is just the way I am. I accept that. So it's good to have some reflective, intentional time to be able to prepare for 2024 and to do that. And I think that that part of self-maintenance is something that we haven't really talked about before in this show is having that reflective time and doing that. So I encourage that as 
something that's been good for me and something that might be something you can consider if that's something you need more room for in your life as well. And so for our grit wit today, just really looking at the concept of your future self and gratitude and putting them together. So I want you to think of a decision that you have that's something in the future. And since I've been thinking of 2024 this weekend, maybe you're looking at 2024 and decisions you have for 2024 or even next week, right? So as you're thinking about some decision you have, whatever comes to your mind first, if it's something coming up soon with the holidays or something in 2024, and for you to just take that tool of your future self for that decision to think either at least six months, if not one year, if not five years ahead, depending on how big of a decision it is, because if it's a real small decision, like what's for dinner, probably not going to want to go five years ahead for that. (laughs) It won't quite connect. But to take that decision and to just look ahead to your future self and making that decision. So if you're trying to figure out what you want to do for the holidays. And after listening to the episode with Lori Mitchell, you're really feeling like you just want a quiet holiday with just your family. And you look ahead one year, two years from now, what are you most grateful for from that holiday? Are you going to be grateful that you spent it with just your family? Or is there going to be this ache because you didn't get to see your family and it was important that you saw them because you don't get enough time with them because they're further away. Like what's actually going to matter to you in two years? What are you most grateful for in two years that you made with that decision? So whatever decision it is to go ahead and just spend a little reflective time about that decision and what you're going to be most grateful for about it and see if that's a tool that helps you with decisions that can sometimes be a little stickier or harder to work around. So that's our grit with today is to go ahead and apply that future self and gratitude, marrying them together and seeing that as a tool to see if you can find a way that that's helpful for you in your decision making to make things a little bit easier. So to wrap things up, as you get closer to your holiday shop and you know what I'm going to remind you about... I'm going to remind you that we have the Color of Grit coloring books available for you. All you have to do is follow the link in the show notes, which is down towards the bottom, or just hop on over to Amazon and search the Color of Grit because it's kind of nice that it's that easy. Isn't it nice? Color of Grit, we're a little unique that way. And they're beautiful coloring books and they're great gifts. And it also means you're supporting the show. So you're giving us a gift as well as a gift to whoever you're buying them for. So you're making it possible for me to be here with you each week and for you to be able to have these amazing thought leaders that come into your home and share their wisdom and for these little conversations I get to have with you one-on-one. All it is is a coloring book you'd be buying anyways and it has this double benefit of helping to support the show. We've also added an option to leave what is commonly referred to as tips or buy me a coffee. Have you heard about doing that for a podcast and for other things, for other creators? So we've added to the Grit Show website and we're calling it Community Affinity Sponsorships. Because if you know me, you know how I am about words, right? (laughs) So you should not be surprised that instead of having a buy me a coffee button, we have a Community Affinity Sponsorship. The good news is the base level is 
$3, which is about what it is to buy me a coffee. I actually drink tea, but it's about the same price. <laughs> so it's like buying me a coffee, like price-wise. But it's called a community affinity sponsorship because if we can have affinity sponsorships with big companies, I think we can also have meaningful ones from members of our community. So that's why they're called community affinity sponsorships. So if you do want to buy a coloring book, that's amazing. If you want to instead, because you don't care for coloring books, no harm, no foul, and you still want to support the show, you can just jump on over there and just go ahead and get $3 or more than that. So it can be your little way of showing that you enjoy these podcast episodes and want to show your love because we are totally here for it and totally appreciate you giving in that way. So podcast.thegritshow.com slash support. And we'll have that in the show notes as well so that you can give whatever you can. We're grateful. We're very grateful for it. A lot of podcasts do charge between three and $10 a month for memberships. And we just want to keep the grit show free. And we want to be able to have a way that you guys can still give your thanks and show support of the show, especially this time of year, right? I forget what the sponsorship for Small Business Saturdays, all the different stuff, right? So these are your ways that you can get back and show support of the show and show that you're part of this community and showing up for that. So we'd be very grateful for you to do that. And we'll be doing shout outs in the weeks to come. So know that whatever you put under the name will be spoken out loud with gratitude and shared. So just know that will happen. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to jump on over to Instagram and follow us at the.grit.show. And if you aren't already following Authentic Connections Podcast Network at 37 by 27, you should definitely be doing that as well. Don't forget, you are the only one of you that this world has got. And that means something. I'll be here next Tuesday. I hope you are too. Are you or someone you love facing open heart surgery? Are you scared, anxious, not knowing which surgeon to choose, overwhelmed by what the cardiologist just told you? Or are you overwhelmed by all the medical speak? And then there's the medical bills and insurance, not to mention the scheduling and taking care of your daily life tasks while you are managing your health care. Hi, I'm Boots Knighton. I'm an educator, ski instructor, athlete, and heart patient. I faced a surprise diagnosis and subsequent open heart surgery at age 42. Thank you so much, Boots. Thank you so much, Boots. Thank you so much, Boots. On my podcast, The Heart Chamber, I will do what I love best, providing resources for heart patients, their caregivers, as well as healthcare providers all while focusing on how to thrive after open heart surgery. The Heart Chamber. Hope, inspiration, and healing. Conversations on open heart surgery with me, Boots Knighton. Every Tuesday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Are you thinking about moving sometime in the future or already in motion with an upcoming move? 
Or are you a real estate professional who recognizes there's more depth to real estate than just a transaction? Looking back on my life, I realized some of my biggest personal growth moments and life skills were acquired during the times I was personally buying, owning, or selling real estate. I'm Dill Ward. For over a decade, I've been working as a realtor in Portland, Oregon, and I've had the pleasure of observing the growth my clients have experienced as well. Have you ever faced decision fatigue, coping with rejection, problem solving, timeline managing, all while putting your stuff in boxes and having to coordinate the busy schedules of work, family, life? Well, the uncertainty of buying or selling a house can twist you in knots and turn you upside down. Maybe you felt like the process smacked you in the face, challenged your relationship with money, had you comparing your experiences to everyone else's, made you question what you're allowed to deserve, and pushed your patience to a whole new level. But with the right mindset, real estate experiences can also transform you to be a more capable, resilient, and confident person in the world. And if you happen to work in real estate, well, having an advanced emotional skill set can help you be that much more valuable to your clients. Having packed up house to move over 30 times myself, I've had my fair share of first-hand experiences with the uncertainty and personal growth that moving brings. I'm Nicholas Nascimento, a coach and realtor. As someone who loves studying people, houses, and the evolution of lifestyle, I often look for out-of-the-box perspective on everything that my curiosity comes upon. Together, we bring you the Real Estate Energized Podcast. Nicholas and I have long been a power couple, working and playing together. We find ourselves often pushing to uncomfortable places, leaping into risk, and talking ourselves through embracing change. When you're listening to this podcast, you'll have a chance to hear up close and personal our endless optimism and witty humor to help you get better at problem solving and getting yourself unstuck. We'll be bringing guests to the show, industry peers and coaches to peek behind the curtain of real people's lives, to ask tough questions and discover their ahas that can help you own your full potential. If you're considering buying or selling real estate, are neck deep in it, work in the industry or just love personal growth stories of success, you are going to love this podcast. Launching November 1st and releasing new episodes every Wednesday, Dill and I are really excited to bring you weekly episodes of Real Estate Energized to not only energize you, but to also inspire you to think differently about how your experiences can catalyze you to do big things. Subscribe wherever you love listening to podcasts and let's go on the journey of discovery together. Hey everyone, what's happening? I am super stoked to be announcing that this fall I will be kicking off the Marley Williams podcast, which is all about helping transformational leaders, coaches, and speakers create epic experiences for their audience every single time. My name is Marley Williams, your host and fellow visionary entrepreneur who is passionate about creating life-changing experiences that transform people's lives. 
And I am on a mission to help those with a deep desire to ignite change for others through events, workshops, and retreats. Our mission here is simple, to help you become the best leader, facilitator, or speaker that you possibly can be. We will dive deep into the differences between transactional presentations and transformational ones and give you the tools, resources, and inspiration to create and lead extraordinary events that leave people feeling transformed. On each episode, I'll be bringing you thought-provoking insights, hot tips and tools you can use right away, along with impactful interviews, introducing you to masterful facilitators, leaders, and speakers who have found effective and inspiring ways to create engagement and transformation in their programs, retreats, workshops, and presentations. Whether you're looking to up-level your facilitation skills, lead impactful retreats, or inspire your audience from the stage, we have got you covered. Here's the best part. The Marley Williams podcast launches on Wednesday, November 1st, and new episodes will drop every Wednesday. So make sure to mark your calendars and subscribe or follow wherever you listen to podcasts. Get ready to be inspired, empowered, and equipped to take your leadership, facilitation, and speaking skills to the next level. Together, we'll unlock the secrets to creating epic experiences that will leave a lasting impact. Let's lead together and transform some lives. I can't wait to embark on this journey with you. Join me on the Marley Williams podcast, and together we will create magic. The Marley Williams podcast, let's lead together November 1st. Don't miss it.